Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Oh, baby. We are back. Weekend's over. Back to work, everybody. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR number one. Whenever you sign up, gamble along with us, including next week, the return of the DNVR Nuggets live draft show. Oh next my god. Thursday. The draft is back. We are back. It's going to be a great time. It's always one of my favorite days of the year. We do a lot of cool stuff here at DNVR, in my opinion. Toot my own horn here. But the draft is one of the all-time best things that we do. It's going to be a lot of fun. Set your calendars. Set your watches. Set your reminders. Everything that you might need. Uh, so you join us on Thursday. Guys, we have a great show for you today. I've got the squad here live from an undisclosed location. It's Harrison Wind. You know what comes with undisclosed locations? shaky internet so just okay. if my internet starts going kick me out of the show i'll see you guys tomorrow <laughs> will do can't <laughs> wait for that moment also that was a weird way to start the sentence i had no idea what you were going to go with that one i'm glad you that that's where you that went. was the point <laughs> okay there you go uh somebody who's plugged in directly to the internet for the first time ever it's d-line go guys i'm back i feel born anew i feel connected to all of you at such a high mpb uh, that I can't even describe it. I just can't wait. Let's go. Wow, that's that's so great. Uh, you feel <laughs> connected to you as well. We really feel you coming through the screen there. And then up up top, wearing all black on a Monday, it's Brendan Vote. What's cracking? Convinced wind moonlights as a senator. Just throwing that out. It's, mm. it's a, you're right. It's a very this is much really just my side hustle, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny um guys we have a great show for you today not just i feel like monday shows are always great because you get the two days you know absence makes the uh, heart grow fonder and uh, not seeing or talking to you guys for two days like i almost miss you guys but also because there was a trade today calvin booth's first trade we're gonna break it all down i actually think it was a very interesting one i know it doesn't feel like it but i feel like there's a lot to talk to and it's funny I, the deal happened. We were driving into Ball Arena. The deal happened, and so I didn't get a chance to be on the phone. You know, I'm not going to text and drive. You know, I'm not going to do those things. So I get in there, and I'm talking. You talk to everybody, and then you hop on the timeline, and you see I feel like a lot of people, the early first takes on this have been, I think, missing the point. So we're going to get in and break all of that down. Kendall Brown, uh, Ishmael, let me see if I got this right, Kamagate. I don't know if you say it that way. I'm making it Japanese-sounding, but it, it might be. Uh, center out of France, we're going to break down. And then the final segment, the much-anticipated return of online with D-Line. <laughs> Let's go. But first, guys, the trade. Harrison, do you want to break down the details? You want me to break them down? How do you want to do this? I can give you the uh, parameters of the trade if you want. All right, give us the parameters of Calvin Booth's first act, as it were, as uh, head honcho at, at Denver Nuggets. So the Nuggets are trading Jamichael Green and a 2027 protected first-round pick to the Thunder in exchange for the 30th overall pick in this year's draft. And Denver's also getting second round picks in 2023 and 2024. Those are the parameters of the deal. Okay. Um, the, the other, I think, important details here. I mean, there's a lot of important details, but the big one is that Jamichael Green set to make $8.2 million next year. And in trading him away, effectively for draft picks for not you know not for salary you create an 8.3 million dollar traded player exception so the nuggets now have the ability to make a trade by which they take back 8.3 million dollars 
in value without sending out any any salary. It's a pretty good size uh, traded player exception. It could come in very handy, and I suspect it probably will. The other thing it does, though, and this is why there's a couple sides to it. You know, Jermichael Green made a lot of money, $8.2 million now. That was going to be luxury. The Nuggets are going to be in the tax. Every dollar above, you end up paying extra money. So they're saving a lot of money here and getting rid of him. Like, this is in part a, did you need him? If not, he was actually going to cost you a lot, and you save a lot of money here. So the question then becomes, is Denver going to use that TPE, that trade of player exception? And then, so then the money just goes back up, or are they just going to basically be shedding salary and they won't be fulfilling it? So we'll find out there. But first, I want to ask you, vote Jamichael Green, key rotation piece last year. Now that he's gone, before we talk about his replacement, just how much of a loss is this? Is it a gain? Like, how do you feel about losing Jamichael Green? I think it is the right player to include in this type of move. Um, whether you're just, even if it's just a salary dump, I don't know that you necessarily got worse. I mean, Jamichael, I, I loved the way he played with the Nuggets initially after the signing last year without the center, with the influx of forwards in that log gym. It was just a bit weird and redundant. And so with Zeke, Jeff, and ideally Michael Porter Jr., you feel very comfortable moving on from Jermichael Green. You have guys that could play that position. And for all the things he did well, he also wasn't a particularly versatile player. It felt like there was some sort of narrow roster construction where he made sense. So I think moving on from J-Mike at this point in time makes a lot of sense. And I do look at this as a salary dump for now with the potential to move into a prudent sort of move. We'll see what they what they do from here. D-line, J-Mike, we know as Jokic's buddy. He, yeah, he at one point said, I hope to play with him for the rest of my rest career. Of my career. Yeah. What do you make of it? I mean, I don't know. I First off, I don't actually believe that Jokic felt that way. I think he's just like super complimentary of everybody that he's asked of that he plays I with. think he liked J-Mike, though. Uh, he he loved – I mean, he did like him, but I don't think that like as the season stretched on, he was like, I can't imagine my basketball <laughs> career without Jermichael Green on the bench. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a bummer. Like, he's a cool guy. And not only that, like, he's one of the only, like, actual tough guys that the Nuggets have on their mm. roster. Um, you know, he's, like, one, the, one of the few players that you could expect would get in somebody's face. Like, that filling that Paul Millsap uh, role that is was open. I don't even know who would, would be that now, frankly. Um, but, I mean, like Vote says, he was incredible when you first got him. Like, we were like, oh, my God, this guy never misses. And then, like, as the his tenure stretched out, we were like, oh, my God, this guy never makes a basket. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, he just feels like – he just feels like a – there's, there's a reason he's been on a bunch of different teams in the NBA. I don't suspect uh, that Oklahoma City will probably be his last either. Uh, but, I, you know, overall, like, I like Jermichael Green as a guy and as a player. So – um, you know, I don't, I'm not happy that this happened, but I'm hoping that it, it means that something bigger is on the horizon. Do you think though, this is a good one for you again, Eric, do you feel like you lose Tim Conley, you lose Jermichael Green? Does it kind of feel like this is the summer, um, the, the loss of innocence here? Not in a bad way. I'm not critiquing <laughs> it, but I'm almost saying like, this is the year where we talk about it's time to make some hard decisions. I know these, these ones wouldn't, Jermichael Green is not necessarily a hard decision, but it is like, hey, it's a little different now. Like this, yeah, no, this to me feels like um, probably there have been people in the front office, most certainly Calvin Booth, that have just there are certain players that they've looked at and, and wanted to make changes, and now that Calvin Booth has the reins, he's like immediately diving in and like looking to make his ideal roster construction come to come to uh, pass. So. You know, I mean, I don't know how hard, like you said, I, I can't imagine this was like a super difficult decision to move on from Jermichael Green because he's just like another one of those guys, like the, the back end of the rotation guys that sort of like come in, come out. Um, he didn't ever necessarily really make his stamp on this team outside of, you know, like a, there were a few moments, a few big shots, but um, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I imagine that, that Calvin Booth just has a different type of player in mind um, mm. when, uh, when he's looking at uh, – making this move. Man. Well, I'm going to, oh, maybe, maybe he has a different type. Maybe it's just the flexibility of it. But Harrison, you look at it. The number one thing I think of when you just strictly talk roster, Zeke Naji was buried. I think when push came to shove, he was behind Jermichael Green. There were moments where in the season where he kind of surpassed him. Some of this was one guy would get injured. The other guy would kind of get the rest of the spot. But I look at this now and I think maybe Denver drafts a forward. Maybe they get one in free agency. But if not, 
I think this means Zeke Naji moves up a, a level. Like now he becomes a guy that you say he's he's in salt firmly in the rotation every single night. And I'm not sure even if that's a drop off at this point. I might be more excited for a Zeke Naji. What do you think it means for him specifically? Yeah, this is huge for Zeke. And like you said, Zeke overtook Jamichael Green in the rotation last year. That yeah. did coincide with Jamichael Green being hurt, but you know, even when Jamichael Green came back from that injury, Zeke was still ahead of him in the rotation. And then, of course, you know, Zeke Naji's knee started giving him trouble, and he was pretty much shut down in February. But I think coming into next season, Zeke was going to be penciled in ahead of Jamichael Green on the depth chart. So, you know, Jamichael Green, eight point two million for like your fifth or sixth big—that just makes no no sense. So. I think it was, you know, a, a good time to move off of him for sure. We've heard that Calvin Booth is a Zeke Najee guy. I think he really likes him. I think he wants to see what he can do with a rotation spot next season. So this definitely clears the way for, for Zeke to have, I think, potentially a pretty defined role as, as we head to training camp. I think so, too. The other piece of it, I mean, we'll see what Denver does. A lot of this is couched with maybe they end up picking up another forward or something, and then that all changes. Sure. But you know, I, I also wonder what it means for a guy like Jeff Green. And again, Denver certainly not done making deals. This is a kind of an early deal, to be honest. Like, usually deals aren't happening this time. So this is one that, you know, both sides, you look at Oklahoma City, they have a, they have too many picks. We've seen this with teams before. Sometimes when you collect so many, you end up having to trade some of these just to get off them. They essentially traded back several years um, is what they're doing. Until but, they trade you Michael Green for another draft pick in yeah, like a couple weeks. Up. Uh, just keep doing this. But I do wonder if it means something for Jeff Green even. He's got a player option and he opts into that one. You're, does he have a player option? I think he does have a player option. Um, but, it, you know, it could end up being that your front court rotation features Jokic, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter, and then behind that, Zeke Naji and Jeff Green in some capacity. So do you think this means anything for Jeff Green or, or, or still probably wait and see what happens with him? You know, Probably wait and see. I, I mean, I wrote this on the DNVR.com just kind of in my quick analysis of the trade. I think there's going to be more trades coming. I think this is the first too. of what could be a couple trades, not just over the offseason, but in the next couple of weeks. Like, like I think Calvin Booth is going to come in and start wheeling and dealing, as we've already seen, and start quickly to reshape this roster could Jeff Green be like the next piece to be moved potentially? But I think if you just look at like any type of roster, Jeff Green's a lot more versatile than Jamichael Green. Like he can do a lot more different things for right. you. He can play right. different positions. Right. Jamichael Green, we've talked about this, is pretty much a four. He's not a three and he's not a five. Jeff can kind of play all three of those positions. So just in a vacuum, I'd rather have Jeff Green than Jamichael Green. I, I think the Nuggets would the same, but. Yeah, you probably look at Jeff Green as another potential guy that that you're thinking about could be moved. I don't think the Nuggets. Now, here's the interesting part: they now have a couple picks. So, a couple things that this one does is, you know, it gives them two picks in this draft. We'll get to that first, but real quick, just as an overview, it also gives them a pick in the 2023 draft, which at the moment they didn't have any. They didn't have a first or second. Now they have at least a second. So next year, there's at least something to be traded or just to add people to the roster. Obviously, it's not going to be that great of a pick. And then the 2024 second round pick, um, you know, just adds, I think that's the third pick that they will have in that draft. So do you think looking, the big one to me is the two picks that you have this year, 21 and 30. I would be pretty surprised if they used both of those picks. I don't think that this was a move to draft two guys. Maybe they will, and maybe they're okay with that. But I don't think that that would probably be the wisest use of that. And then I was talking to a friend of the show, Jake Coyne, who's always a great resource. I always reach out to him for for this type of analysis, really good follow Bronco Squatch. One of the things it does is because of the Stepien rule, which does not allow you to trade picks in consecutive draft years, because of that, Denver couldn't trade their pick until draft night. So if they wanted to trade 21, a deal could not be finalized until after Denver made the pick and then trades them. Now that you have two picks in one draft, mm -hmm. you actually can trade either of these prior to draft night, which I know it's a little bit of a technicality, but it does allow for some of this maneuvering ahead of time. So yeah, that's to me, I would uh, vote. I, I just, I would be shocked. I don't think this, I say a lot of people saying, oh, this has got Roddy written all over it. They're going to, I don't think that's it at all. I honestly don't think that this is a move for a specific player. Yeah. I certainly don't think it was a move for, for David. Even that 30, I think David Roddy is a reach. 
Right. Um, so I don't think it's that. There is some flexibility in in how they can move forward now. Like replenishing the seconds was important and all that. But I agree, this wasn't necessarily player X is circled, and we think we can go get him at either of these spots. Whether these two are combined to one in a different position in the draft that they prefer, whether the 30 is used to look for an improvement, um, that Barton type of trade we've talked about many times, I think those things are on the horizon. I would be, I, I'm with you. I'd be very surprised given everything we've heard about championship or bust win now that they go ahead and add two, two rookies. And can you imagine if they use, if they indulge a trade for a lower pick for two higher picks with Tim Connolly and they get the 18th pick and they give him two first round picks. They're like, we know what Tim Connolly wants. He's yes. a classic Tim Connolly move. Yeah, let's, let's move up. Oh my God. Here, here's the only reason why I'm not ruling it out completely that they use both the draft picks. For a team like Denver in luxury tax the next couple of years, right. having young guys on like four-year pretty cheap contracts, which is what the rookie deals would be, that'd be pretty valuable. You know, yes. if, if you can get a guy with that 30th pick who's, you know, an, an older college player, they've brought in like seven or eight fifth-year seniors already for these sure. pre-draft workouts. Like they're working out a lot of older guys. If you get a guy there, you have him for four years. Um, like it's a Chris Duarte, maybe, maybe like a Chris Duarte light type of impact. Like that's pretty valuable for a team like the Nuggets. I guess, I guess, and, is it? Is it though? Like here's the thing yeah. I keep wondering about this. A couple. One is the same thing where Oklahoma City can have too many draft picks that it actually makes the value of their draft picks less. This is even more true of young players. I mean, if you look at it right now, unless you're thinking about really cashing in a bunch of things, like you're probably not going to have an opening in your guard rotation. Again, unless you consolidate multiple guards, because you're going to have Jamal Murray, you're going to have Bones Highland, and you're probably maybe you're going to have Monte or somebody you would trade for Monte. So you draft a young point guard. Are they going to have a path to playing? You draft a forward. We just went through Zeke Naji's there. You've got Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter. He's not passing those. So do you have a path to them really developing? It's the same thing that happened. I think there's an alternate universe where Zeke Naji is probably a better player right now and more valuable because he's got through an extra thousand minutes. So part of me. You can do this with one guy. I don't think you can do this with two, three guys. Like you start adding it, and eventually you're just going to end up with well, a Jared Vanderbilt that never plays, never develops. And you're like, well, we just have to get rid of well, it. Don't forget that they now have a G League squad. And when you actually draft different. your own players and put them onto the G League squad, they can actually play as opposed to, you know, the Nick Stauskas and guys that they signed to the G League squad <laughs> that we know they, of course, that they only bring in to cultivate to send to other NBA teams. They can actually <laughs> this use that be as a win now move, you know, and it may no, be what they do, not. but just operating under that pretense like that. That's sort of how I view it. Here's what I think is really what happened in this. So we talked about all these different angles and all the different avenues of it. I think, number one, this helps Denver get flexibility in terms of now they're not spending a bunch of money on a guy in Jermichael Green who we all kind of agree maybe makes them better, but maybe doesn't. So this is kind of a, like it doesn't cost you anything. You get more flexibility by losing him. Okay, perfect. You're on. Now the question becomes, do you spend the money from that traded player exception? Do you do something with it? Because you can use that $8.2 to bring somebody else in. And by the way, I had to get this clarification the CBA is so confusing. There's all these different little rules to it. Denver can trade a player and use the traded players exception and get that player back. You can't do like two. You can't do like Barton and the TPE and you, and then bring back just the TPE or whatever. You would have to basically make it two simultaneous trades. So you could do Barton and the traded player, or, you know, and use the traded player exception for two players, and then you know basically it would fit into that traded player exception. So. So when you start to think about this, you have to think like you couldn't trade Barton for a max contract, one max contract guy, and then absorb it into the TPE. You have to trade Barton for two guys, one of which gets absorbed into that TPE or what have you. So that's just kind of the mechanism of how it would work. And there are a list of names here. And again, this comes from Jake Coyne, right. Bronco Squatch, some guys that maybe fit into that TPE. Um, Seth Curry, I don't think he's going to get traded too valuable of a player but he and also i don't know if he fits denver we talk i mean as much as i would love to add an elite shooter like that start to you know denver's going to need a little bit more two-way less specialist there deandre hunter isaac okoro not going to get traded justin holiday okay interesting patty mills if he opts into his deal that's an interesting one abadu diallo uh tory craig cam reddish terrence davis aaron Neesmith, and uh d'anthony melton 
I think Melton may be the most interesting name on, on that list. It's funny, Terrence Davis, man, I would be so much more in on. He's actually like, I think, pretty close to the type of player Denver wants, except he's a wife beater. Don't want him out. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like a weird thing where I'm like, I was so in on him. And I'm like, I don't want anything to do with this dude. So kind of a little, little, uh, you know, kind of a bummer there. Forgot about Terrence Davis. He's a good player, man. He's a really he good, a player. good player. Um, some of those names, like, you know, DeAndre Hunter's an interesting one. Neesmith's an interesting one. I, I always get worried about players on like title contenders that don't, that aren't really in the rotation. It's always a little bit, but I mean, he's a good player. He's Cam young. Reddish, God, no, keep please keep him away. Um, <laughs> Amadou Di- I know a lot of people love Amadou Diallo. I think you would love him, like him less. Justin Holiday. Is there any of those guys I just mentioned that, that get you excited, Harrison? I mean, everybody knows I'm a Diallo guy, first and foremost. <laughs> so, a Diallo man. <laughs> uh, I mean, out of this list, like, of course, DeAnthony Melton. Yeah. Like, I think he's clearly the best option. DeAndre Hunter, I don't think the Hawks want to let him go. Definitely not. Um, but yeah, I mean, DeAnthony Melton can defend, had a great role on a really good team. He, he's the clear option on this list, in my opinion, <laughs> other than Isaac Okoro. I don't. I don't think the Cavs want to give up Isaac, yeah, Coral, that, but I mean, he's he'd be incredible. Yeah. I There's just no don't way. think that's realistic. Yeah, no Eric, no. Eric, actually, I'll ask you vote. What's DeAnthony Melton shooting from three? I just looked in it up. Is it, oh, oh, his career. I don't know what he's shooting his career. I think didn't he shoot like thirty-seven and a half last year? And, and I think for his career, he's right around there. The reason I ask is because I think against Denver, he made like eight threes or something. Yeah, yeah. but you put him on a team with Jokic, you bump that up like five percent. You know. Maybe, maybe. I mean, he might be the most interesting name on that entire list. Nonetheless, like there's things you can do and maybe Denver moves some other things around, you know, we'll see. But to me, that's what it is. And I am curious to see what Denver does now. It's really more interesting what they do with the ripple effect here. If it's just a straight salary dump or if it's, hey, it gives them the flexibility to really make a big move. And oh, by the way, now you've got a lot more picks, you know, you kind of at your disposal to kind of do something. I mean, now you start to talk about, what does Monte Morris in a first round draft pick get you? The 21st pick. What does which now you can trade, by the way, before. What does Monte Morris Bones Highland in the first round draft pick if you were wanting to do something like that? Like that's now all of a sudden a big package. You can even include some of these second rounders, or what have you. So Denver now has the opportunity. I'm again, I'm not saying they're gonna trade Bones, but I'm sure. saying now they have more of an opportunity to make moves that are like big splash moves. Like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that was the caliber player Denver could get. Yes, it cost a lot, including pieces you like, but now Denver has a bigger war chest to kind of work with. And the, yeah. the first swap is kind of interesting because it's only protected through 14 and you're getting the very last pick in the first round back. But to most GMs around the league, pick 30 right now probably means more than a a 2020 mm-hmm. set. Not every guy has the security to look far that far down the line. So, so true. There's, a, there's a chance that that thir- that number 30 pick, well, in a vacuum, maybe less valuable, is more valuable right now in current yeah. negotiation. Yeah, and plus, like, we're gonna learn a lot about Calvin Booth this offseason, like his personal philosophy, the way that he, like, the more assets that he has now to work with. I mean, if this was a uh, package of draft picks that was being given to Tim Connolly, I'd be super hyped. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. Like this, it seems like potentially, I mean, to me, this certainly feels like this is a move to a precursor of a larger move. Like he has some player in mind or some, <clears throat> it just feels like it, we're, like we're positioning, but I, we're going to find out. Like, I don't honestly know don't know though. Is. I'll be honest. I don't get that sense. And I don't think that's what it is, Eric. I think it's more about the idea of it. So I, I what I mean is I think it's less like, this is the first move that we already have lined up for next week. I think it's more of like, this gives us a flexibility, flexibility. we knew expires in one week. And yeah. now, and we knew we wanted to do it. So we got it done. And now we'll see the players, plural, yeah. that we have kind of targeted. But, this. but like, truthfully, like now we will see how this man operates, like how his brain yeah. works, like what strategy he's you know he's not coming in with no picks like okay we're just kind right, of like right. being given a, a roster and we'll make the best of it like we're gonna see exactly uh what his strategy is so well, let's go baby well one guy that might be available at the 30th pick who knows maybe kendall brown a guy who worked out for the nuggets today also ishmael kamagate sounds japanese and it's french and i feel so <laughs> bad for saying it but then flo in the chat who tipped me off to him by the way today gave me a full scouting report shouts to flow um 
he said I pronounced it beautifully. So my French, uh, you guys, what, what would you guys know? I'm a, I'm a Frenchman. That's definitely uh, the coolest way to say his name. So I hope. Uh, all right, let's hit the break on the other side. We'll hear about what we saw from Kendall and Ishmael today on the other side. If you guys haven't been able to watch Nuggets and Avs games this season, check out Ivaca TV. They are changing the game. Uh, in TV program delivery. They've got Altitude Sports, AT&T Sportsnet, other national channels as well. Go to evoca.tv slash DNVR to get Evoca TV for only $10 a month for your first three months. You got to use the promo code DNVR though. So again, go to evoca.tv slash DNVR. You get Altitude, you get AT&T Sportsnet to watch the Rockies. You get a ton of other national channels as well. Evoca.tv slash DNVR. Use the promo code DNVR. You're going to get $10 off your first three months. That makes it only $15 a month for those first three months. Plus a free receiver, no contracts, no hidden fees. Evoca.tv slash DNVR. Uh, also, guys, Athletic Greens, it's a product I use literally every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because... I wanted just more energy in my daily life. I wanted an optimized immune system. I also hated taking pills and vitamins. Athletic Greens is a way better option. With one scoop of Athletic Greens, one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens that helps you start your day off right. Uh, Athletic Greens is also lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, whatever diet you're following, Athletic Greens works for that diet. So right now, time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. Just one scoop in a cup of water, one scoop of Athletic Greens every single day, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash nuggets. That's athleticgreens.com slash nuggets to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Man, I just realized we we just lost the Athletic Greens from our roster. No more Jamichael. We have the, the simply we the one. athletic. We've got the athletic green left. We have the more athletic green. I was going to say, I feel like there's, I don't know if like there's another green we could have added to Jamichael. We would have called him athletic. I feel like oh my God. we have to get Jalen Green. I hate Jalen Green, but we have to keep the athletic greens. <laughs> J Mike has an S tier blown dunk reel, though. He has the, he oh, man, the greatest. He really <laughs> does. In town today at Ball Arena, both vote night in attendance for a workout of none other than Kendall Brown, which brings us to our scouting report today for Kendall Brown, a guy that's slated to be available for the Denver Nuggets uh, at 21 and now apparently available at 30 as well. Uh, Harrison, <laughs> why don't you walk us through the uh, scouting report on Kendall Brown? Okay, so Kendall Brown might be the most athletic player in the draft. Maybe mm. the most athletic player. Many people are saying that. Six, seven and a half. Forward out of Baylor, age 19, projected probably late first, early second rounder right now. He, he's like a top 1% athlete. He had the second highest max vert at the combine. Uh, he is just like jump out of the gym, pogo stick, pogo stick type of athlete. Uh, his strengths are that athleticism, also his defense and kind of his playmaking upside. His weaknesses are you know, shooting. Hell yeah. That's a D-line special. <laughs> um, he's just also not the most polished guy. He's a freshman out of Baylor, really young, 19 years old. He still needs to develop his game a lot. But defensively, you get really excited about what this guy could do. He's he's going to be able to switch one through four, maybe one through five against some lineups. He's got long arms, quick feet. He can block shots. He can read passing lanes. Uh, he can be a really disruptive defender. And like I said, if he gets a steal, he's an absolute beast in transition. Like some of the dunks that this guy throws down in transition in the half court, his head is at the rim. Like not even joking if you go back and watch the highlights. So in transition, he's going to be a beast. In the half court, you could just see him as, you know, fitting into that dunker spot really nicely. Uh, he also had some like nice cuts that I saw from the baseline and, and finishing those at the rim as well. So Definitely a role player, I think, uh, but definitely a guy who can 
add a lot defensively, but still has, you know, a ways to go offensively. Um, really exciting prospect, I think, though. And I think somebody that Denver will look at at 21 or 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh- he is, and, and he's one of the more interesting prospects, I think, in terms of you know, we talk about it all the time. But when you do the strengths weakness videos and you watch the strengths, you're like, this guy's incredible. He has the highest swing from strengths to weaknesses. Like when you watch his, it's one of the widest margins of you watch one and you're like, okay, I have a sense of this guy, and then you watch the other one and you're like, oh my god, this guy's terrible. Um, so it's a very interesting one. I will say some of the passes that he made. I mean, I'm a big passing guy. One of the some of the passes that he made. I watch and I go, a lot of these ones, they'll be like, he has passing upside, right? And you'll watch the pass reel and they'll make like the most basic bounce pass to a wide open guy on a break. And you're like, all right, whatever. He made a couple passes that in, in the reels where I was like, man, that's a really high level pass. Like that's a, most guys don't ever get to the level where he's making that specific one. Then you look at the turnover rate per 40 minutes or whatever, it hits also sky high. And some of the turnovers are such bad turnovers that you're like, who am I watching here? Like, what the hell was that? You know, um, three steps or throws it like 12 feet too high to a wide open guy. So he has a really confusing um, strengths and weaknesses because sometimes it's the exact same thing. Same thing with defense. You watch some of the clips, big guy against a guard, switch out on guard, locks him up contest the shot plays disciplined defense does a great job then he has other ones where he gets blown by so bad you think he's like stuck in cement so to me he's a really the inconsistent part is so big to me because you see inconsistencies where strengths are also weaknesses like the same thing and you're like wow I, this is this is weird yeah i watched him too for a while like i, I was actually really surprised by his passing like he would drive the lane and like have a lot of dishes uh one hand wide open guys. yeah absolutely like a lot of like getting guys open like throwing them over defenders um like the one thing i was like really struck by with him was how slow his shot is um, it's like he needs to like completely rework his shot yeah like, that like is a, a really big work shot. yeah that's a big project for today for maybe man. uh ryan saunders well yeah it's funny because some of the stuff, like a lot of the we meet you interview a guy, I feel like you could throw it out. One of the things he said today, I asked him, like, what on the scouting report for you, what's the thing that you feel is most misstated? And he's like, my shot. I just wasn't asked to do it, but it's really there. Man, I say I had the same. No, I watched him go through shooting drills. I'm like, that's not a shooter. Like, so his own analysis of his need to improve his shot to me felt off. I'm glad Omar did this because I am. I didn't want to derail the show. <laughs> Cement. That is how you said that word. Yeah, that is that, that is your what? What's, what's that is your faux word. It, cement. cement. You. It's gonna be cement or cement. You don't think there's cement? There's cement. <laughs> <laughs> there. It could be forward or forward as well. I mean. There, <laughs> Woo! All right. So, um, can I call this guy a small forward? He's six seven. Are they sure? Finally, I got one. Let's go, baby. That's and it. Eric, That's you, my you gonna give a, I thought you were going to give a, your perspective. No, well, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I was like moderately. I don't know. After watching this guy, like, I, he does seem really athletic. Most of the highlights of him are just him getting alley oops of him, a lot of like back yeah. cutting, a lot of him, which honestly, I was like, that actually could be pretty valuable if he's paired next to Nikola Jokic. Oh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine he would be paired next to Nikola Jokic, though. That's the issue. Um, <laughs> Things would like, have I, to go terribly wrong. Yeah, they would. Happen. I think <laughs> Jokic might hate this guy. To be honest, yeah. like one of my thoughts is I think he might be like constantly annoyed. Yeah, but he's he's like he's fast in transition. That's what all of the, yeah. the 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 highlights were showing. Like he was absolutely throwing down. I mean, they, I wanted him to throw like to do a little bit more with his dunks. Honestly, he's a pretty basic dunker, dude. The two hand dunks. I mean, come on. Like, what, That's what a weakness it? for D line. Not, not a great we, dunk package. Not a great dunker, dude. We need more highlight dunks if you're gonna get up that high. I mean, physically, he sounds like the prototype, right? Of what Denver's looking for, just in terms of the build. But it does sound like there are a lot of, is this all going to come together at the next element? Right. Aspects yeah. of the game? It's, it's very hard for me to see this guy contributing next season. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, like yeah. I, I'm pretty, if the Denver takes this, this dude, I'm pretty much writing him off for next season. You know who he kind of reminds me of? It's a different position, but he kind of almost personality looks, this is a hair comp for sure. Are you going to say Zeke Nagy? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> It's not really, you guys are going to be out on him when I say it. <laughs> DJ Wilson, 
if you guys remember DJ Wilson, I think in the final four, he like really stood out to me on how mobile he was. And I remember like reading the scouting report and it kind of read like this, you know, there's things he does well. And you, you start talking yourself into like, okay, but he didn't have those skills, but man, he's young and he could already do this without those skills. So at the next level, then you're like, no, he just doesn't have those skills. Like that. Right. There's no, and I wondered, part of me wondered with Kendall Brown, that same thing, like, when you watch the tape and you're like, oh, he's a great passer, but the turnovers are there. It's like, well, maybe the passing is like a skill that's not actually translatable to the same degree. And you think, oh, well, he's not a shooter. It's like, well, he's probably just not going to be a shooter. They just have to kind of account for that. And then the defense is the big one because those things, whatever, you can develop. But the defense is the one where I really wonder how much a player is like they should show some signs. And even that, some of the defense is so high level, but the ones where he gets blown by are like horrible. And you're just like, I don't. I don't know what to make of that. So I would say that on the whole, I feel almost a little bit more out on Kendall Brown than I think. I, he's a name that a lot of people keep sending me, so I was excited to get into the tape. I think I'm a little bit more out on him than the average. You know, a lot of people have been sending him to me. Would you feel better about him at 30 than 21? Does that make any difference? Well, 21, I don't think – I haven't seen him mock that high anywhere. Or, so yeah, 21 right, to right. me would be like really high. 30, again – is Denver trading 21? Are they taking two guys? He's a prime example of he was on the roster. I'd be worried about his, his path. Cause I'd be like, Denver needs to take three years to develop him. He probably needs reps. Where's he going to get those? There's no surviving those minutes while you're trying to contend. So I just, I, I don't know. I'm kind of surprised at how high he was on people's boards. Meaning nuggets fans. Yeah, like a lot sure. of people have been like, yeah. that's my guy. Yeah. I, I just think it's, you look at him and you go, oh, he's six foot seven with a six eleven wingspan. That's what the Nuggets need, right? <laughs> they, they and he can defend. Oh boy, but yeah, when you look at it a little closer, you go, yeah, he's probably not doing that next season. Maybe the year after that, right. maybe. So right. it's just it's a little far off for what the Nuggets need. But um, just watching him, you just get intrigued because the guy runs the floor like a freaking hundred meter sprint. This is what I said about DJ Wilson, though. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> but, like, no, he, I was, he, I was he like is way more DJ athletic Wilson. than DJ Wilson. He is what? way he is a different type of athlete than DJ Wilson, man. Come on. He when he stood up from that chair to walk away, I have to say, like I'm used to the height and everything, but just the totality of like he is a specimen. Like that's an NBA yeah. body right there. Oh, sure. Male form corner. Male form corner. Absolute specimen. Um, the other guy that was here to, that spoke to the media today is Ishmael Kamagate. Again, out of out of uh, France. Really interesting, man. So here's what's funny, man. These interviews are always so funny. This was an all timer. There's certain guys I'll always remember. This one was uh, Justin Patton. I'll always remember. Terrible. Ended up being a terrible player. Horrible pick for Minnesota. Yeah. But I remember him because he raved about Jokic. Like, he was, like, a big Jokic fan. It's like, his favorite player. So I'll always remember that. Uh, Ishmael comes in today and literally shakes the hand of every single media member there. Like, big smile. Yeah, his English, not very good at all. But he introduces himself personally to every single person. I just remember being like, oh, my God, this is how how uh, disarmingly charming uh, this guy was. I don't really know a whole lot about him. The scouting report is that he is – I give you the quick rundown. Six foot 11 athletic fluid and i would uh, you know we watched him shoot as well i don't think he's a shooter but you can tell just mechanically if a person has like good body control he looked like a very smooth player um and then he's a, a clint capella bam at a bio type very long rim protecting shot blocking type guy who has the upside to be a versatile defender that you can not panic when they get switched out onto the perimeter that he's very mobile and projects to be very mobile there um, that's really all I know about him, at least as, as far as what, what kind of prospect he is. And I see him on mock drafts somewhere late third to middle or late first to middle second. So I've seen him anywhere from like 28 to 45 ish. Sure. It kind of seems to be where he's slotted. Do you have anything to add to that Harrison? No, I think you put it pretty good. Seems like a really athletic big in, in that Clint Capella role, good mobility, good pick and roll instincts. Uh, that's what I saw in the film at least. Uh, pretty, pretty bouncy, but yeah, he's not a shooter, but you can definitely tell that he probably will be able to shoot it in due time. Like I'm wondering, do the nuggets want to go into the backup center development market? Like, is that an intriguing Avenue for Denver to, to sink some resources into here? I mean, we talk about the need for a small forward, get, get longer on the perimeter. Like do the nuggets want a developmental backup 
center? Do, do they want to sink some, you know, resources well, they, into that? Hey, here's what's funny about that. Jordan Poole, he, I think he was he was a different level of player. Like he had a lot of people saw the upside, but I do think there was something to him going to Steph Curry University and like sure. becoming the best version of himself. And I do wonder if there is something to a completely different mold of player. By the way, Ishmael has some passing chops. I'm told um, he seems like a great character guy. Like he might be the type of guy that really would just. Yeah. Wh where absorb. was he on the draft interview range of uh, Deonta Davis to Admiral Schofield? Like, he was, where, where uh, was he on that range? He, he was good. He doesn't his English. There was some lost in translation, <laughs> but his like energy was good. He tried, made a lot of eye contact, big smile. He's not um, he's not bull. He's like, you're not like, Ooh, oh, I would, I would honestly call him Admiral Schofield. He's on the, wow. he's, on that, he's like, well, well on that side, he was great. It just, he did have a hard time sort of communicating. They do. I mean, look, as far as the plug into address the need stuff, they need rim protection and he's the rim protection pick. That's sort of the easiest way for me to boil it down. Raw guy still offensively probably would not have much to do or be asked to do much in his nascent stage of his NBA career, but and and I do I do wonder if backup to the question Harrison asked if backup centers are something you can get more ready now products out on the market. But if you are looking to address rim protection, that's why you look at this guy. And there's a lot of reason to be excited about that particular aspect of his game. Yeah. Are you intrigued, Eric? I mean, I, I have to say, I can't make any determinations until I see a player move like that. Yeah, he's got to get to the film. I got to get to the film. Mechanic, you know this yeah. about me. I'm a mechanics. I'm a mechanicsman. Well, yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, like, oh, yeah. it sounds like moderately interesting. I don't know, but it is. It's funny how easily we can dismiss the center position when our greatest player is is a center. <laughs> um, but it, every year we're like backup center. Like, who cares? But then we got Demarcus Cousins somehow, so and he was like super yeah. important. To then the they did so not. We cared. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> we cared. <laughs> I, uh, so I don't know. So in most interesting detail that came out of his media availability, and I actually think this is meaningful, when he was asked about what he knows about the Nuggets, you know, obviously he mentioned Jokic and this and that, but he said that he's talked a lot to Peter Cornelie, his friend, and Peter Cornelie raves about the Nuggets organization. So I just thought that was interesting. Like, again, you always wonder about the different little, what was the real value of this or value of that, but like there is some institutional thing about a Peter Cornelie, not important to the Nuggets overall arc, but it is nice to know that the Nuggets took good enough care of him that he's out there telling people like, hey, that's right. a great yeah. organization. That's a good point. So kind of a cool little thing. Um, I don't know. Both of those guys reaches at 21, 30, maybe Ishmael, maybe even ahead of Kendall Brown. I don't know. Both of those guys kind of interesting. I don't know if either of them are our guys. I would be more excited for Ishmael personally, I think, than Kendall Brown, which is a little huh. wild. Wow. One Call one more note on Kendall for anyone confused at home. You may have seen that he withdrew from the draft. He was mistakenly included in that that list that was made public. So obviously still in the draft. Yeah, still in the wow. draft. So there you go. All right. Let's uh before. by the way, Kevin O'Connor on the ringer today did his latest mock draft. Nuggets at 21. Guess who they had? Jalen Williams. Falling in, so, falling in the draft, falling in the draft, Jalen Williams. So what do you know? He was one of the first. He was, I think, the first prospect we ever looked at, and our favorite. I, yeah, <laughs> I really do enjoy that guy. Um, I don't know if he's a good pick though. That's, 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 that's <laughs> uh, all right. Let's take a break. On the other side, we might have to see what's going on online these days. Ooh, ooh, what a tease, guys! The American Raptors at Infinity Park. It's the place to be on June 18th. Uh, join us as four rugby teams from across North and South America clash on the pitch. Argentina and Uruguay take on the American Raptors and Vancouver Ravens in a two-weekend international rugby event. The second weekend is next weekend, uh, June 18th. Adult tickets are $10. Kids 12 and under are free. Uh, for tickets and match information, go to Infinity Park at glendale.com to experience rugby at its finest the american raptors at infinity park uh at DraftKings sportsbook this week i'm definitely ready for the nba champs to be crowned i am i'm fully ready just crown them already uh, join the finals action with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba new customers can make any five dollar nba bet get 150 dollars in free bets instantly when you do Check out DraftKings Same Game Parlays as well. Player props, team props, points, rebounds, assists. You can bet whatever prop you want. Put it into a Same Game Parlay. Turn a small bet into a massive, massive payday 
with DraftKings Sportsbook. So make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals. Get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, guys. So hold on here. Hold on. But before, before. Can we talk about the NBA Finals at all? Are, are we? Can we save it tomorrow? We also have Ryan yes. Saunders. Okay. We'll save it for okay. tomorrow. Oh, okay. okay. Before we make shows. Okay. Okay. Well, with that, uh, is there uh, an intro? Oh wow! What is this? Oh, I hate this so much. Jesus! Oh Go my inside the internet. You're telling how strange it would get. Just hemorrhaging viewers as we speak. Is this a basketball show? <laughs> it's online with D-Line, with D-Line today. Oh. <laughs> wow. 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 How sweet it is. It's been some time since these ears have heard the sweet sounds of the online with D-Line uh, theme song. And I, I just couldn't feel any uh, happier. My soul is full. Um, guys, are you happy to be back? I, I can see on all of your faces the joy. <laughs> <laughs> joy and excitement for this segment uh it's in the off season eric so we do give you segments now um no i thought we buried this shit do yeah, your worst listen. eric all right well cool guys um so first off let's uh let's find out what's been going on online over the past almost year uh but specifically these days kale if you wouldn't mind go to my screen that i've shared the intros you. are my favorite part of all <laughs> First off, um, the nice thing about going to different cities in all of these playoff games is that you sort of allow yourself to be washed away in the personality of each individual city. So we went to Miami this year. We were able to see on the Jumbotron some of the people in the crowd. Um, let's watch these kids enjoying a game in Miami. Oh, the, a little screen time. Uh, kids are happy. Oh, let <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Can finally get a screen time. It's uh, 60 seconds of fame. And uh, what does he do? He uses that guy's got to be gesture. that guy's got to be related to Zach Collins. Has to be. Oh, oh wow. my God. Watch his uh, the, uh, maybe his dad or somebody who's related to him all of a sudden become mortified when he realized. Hey, <laughs> right. It's like a 13 year old making a uh, an obscene gesture there. I think he, uh, I, I don't know. I guess that's all I could go into. That's all, yeah, all right, cool. Uh, yeah, listen, I mean, listen, I, I when I saw that, I was like, wow, the NBA, it, it's there's a little something for everybody, is there not? <laughs> wow, definitely something for everyone. Uh, guys, what else is going on online these days? Let's find out. So, uh, next up, I saw this. I'm sure that you saw this. I saw this more times than not, uh, or just a lot. Uh, some oh, wow. NBA players folding this in this environment. Like, sometimes I think that the U.S. is like unbelievably soft because of uh, we are spectator sports. I uh, don't really, wow. first off, we don't sing, uh, we don't really have a unified culture. But then I also look at the rest of the world, I'm like, maybe the rest of the world is actually has lost their goddamn minds. I I don't know. I, this is a really dumb question I should know, but are, do flares burn you? Like, is that like that flare fire? This is a great question. Like, people don't seem to be running. Like, if there was an f- open yeah. flame, I would be running. But they it seems like flares are not – they don't they burn. They do fireworks too, bro. They're not scared of open flames. I think that – I do think that there is – I mean, it, it, there's definitely a chemical reaction happening. I don't believe that is a flame. Right. However – But it, is it just a contained burn? Like a contained <laughs> – Contained. Yeah. It doesn't look too contained, I wouldn't say. I don't know. All I know is that, like, first off, this is inside. You just watch the uh, entire arena filling with smoke. <laughs> um, like, I can't tell if I want to be part of this or if I want absolutely nothing to do with this type of Do you of guys event. remember when it's someone asked Jokic if he hears the booze? <laughs> yeah, and he was like, brother. I He's like, brother, I don't care. <laughs> brother, I've gotten a flare tossed at me mid-game. <laughs> I can't, I, I can't quite tell where this is taking place. I sort of looked, at, tried to look at it uh, in detail. If anybody in the chat, if we have any idea where this is taking place, looks like place, Greece. 
I've heard. I also know that the last time that uh, Partisan and Red Star played, like it, the game took four hours because people kept throwing full bottles of like jugs of water on the court, and then they would have to <laughs> stop the game so that they could clean it up. Anyway, we're soft or they're crazy. I don't know what the answer is. Either way, um, hey, we got an answer here in the chat from somebody who knows. He says fire is a chemical reaction. LOL. They that are on right. fire, and I love this this qualifier. They are on fire. Yes. But not super dangerous. Not super dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Kind of a controlled flame. You know, that's just follow the guidelines. Just getting tossed around the arena. Don't like them in an indoor arena next to 20 people. <laughs> terrifying. Absolutely goddamn terrifying. Can't wait to be uh, part of it. Hopefully when we go to Serbia, we'll be able to. This is why they're so blown away anymore. when they're like, wait, the Nuggets aren't on TV? We're like, well, yeah. I... <laughs> So guys, what else is going on online these days? Let's find out. Uh, so you, are you familiar with one Miles Bridges? Miles Bridges has uh, Instagram like the rest of us. And he posted to his Instagram stories an image of him holding a mysterious pink liquid as well as uh, something that can only be described as a marijuana joint. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> um, a J right there. Little that's a J. But if everybody uh, was Light more shade. interested in what was contained in the glass. It's been a lot of people suspected that this is lean. Adam, do you know what lean is? Yeah, I think you should tell the people that don't, though. <laughs> lean is a combination of Sprite and codeine-based cough syrup. It's been made famous by a lot of Southern rappers. Um, Wheezy, for for example, it also has been uh, linked to a lot of neurological issues long-term. I don't know if Miles Bridges is necessarily involved in that, but uh, he responded to everybody calling him out, asking why he was putting a picture of uh, weed and lean on his uh, internet story, and he said that it was pink lemonade, LOL. <laughs> That's purple, first of all. <laughs> that is on me in the Discord. People, they were talking about it, and everyone was like, well, how come Vogue gets to smoke joints before he works, but Miles Bridges can't? And I was like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't post anything. <laughs> Taking strays. Can, I, first off, like, I mean, I would never... Which I, I just can't understand the, the, the mindset of, uh, of the young NBA athlete, even if this is indeed simply pink lemonade and maybe a clove cigarette that he's rolled himself because he's just more handsy. Like why, why this is something that's made it on to his, uh, I, I don't his care what these guys do, man. I like that. He posted it, whatever. They cracked me up. <laughs> you like that. He posted it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Look, man. Like, like actually kills you. Like it actually kills your body. Yeah. Lean is not good. That, I don't know the details of this lean, like if it's like, you know, for real bad or if this, this is lean. like, you know, like eating red it's meat is bad. Like, What's up I with this be like, oh, you guys eat red meat? Do you realize what that does to the cellular level over the course of the life? Oh, First, the I would say red meat at least provides some benefit in that it keeps you alive. It uh, is a way that human race has kept alive for millions. Have you ever years. tried lean? <laughs> uh, I've not tried lean. I've not. I, you I, can't I, speak to the benefits. I'm not until you try it, bro. Um, so listen, uh, I will be trying lean most certainly now that I know that it's been endorsed by my favorite NBA athlete, Miles Bridges. Um, unbelievable, guys! Unbelievable. The internet is a beautiful place. Say again, where's Miles Bridges from? Do we know Detroit, right? Isn't he Detroit area? I don't know. Yeah, Flint, Flint, Michigan, Flint, Michigan. So there you go. Loves pink lemonade, that guy. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, he fire in that it's not that bad for you. <laughs> Great comment, Trent. It's not that dangerous, though. It's not that dangerous. I like that every, everything that we show that is clearly dangerous. Somebody in the chat has to tell us it's not dangerous. Flares inside, <laughs> drinking codeine-based cough syrup. You guys have to understand, I don't know what lean is. I, clearly, my metaphor of red meat is not that accurate. <laughs> lean, lean sounds like, is it like Four loco? You know, those were killing people for a while, too. I don't know. I'm trying to say, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's coding, bro. It's coding. Anyway, uh, right. guys, what else is going on online these days? I'm, I'm, Let's I'm, find I'm out. Broom filled, guys. Like, come on. You oh my god. So uh, there's nothing I love more than a good uh, NBA mixtape or a good basketball mixtape where one guy takes another guy to task. Oh, oh, oh. to finish it, right? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest highlight ever. Like, I don't. Oh, put some on roller skates. Guy falls down. Straight wedgie into the back. <laughs> I like the coach throws the ball at him. Do you see this? No, let's watch Check the coach out at the end. Watch it, watch at the end. The coach throws the ball at him. Like, you can't miss like that. Dude, what the yeah. <laughs> oh, there's nothing. Nothing makes me happier than when somebody does something like overly showy and uh, 
you know, ridiculous on a basketball court and then is punished immediately yeah, there. I got to say, it's a hell of a move, though. You really put that kid in escape. And frankly, like making a wedge shot much more difficult than actually making a three point shot. <laughs> I don't know oh, if that was damn. his intent. I got what a move. Wow. What a move. What a move. Um, guys, let's do a couple more here. So, uh, what else is going on online and in the world these days? Uh, a lot of people are saying well, that event. Steph Curry has changed the game and has influenced the game worldwide. Uh, let's see uh, here. I assume in Tibet, what? we have. Wow. <laughs> <A> Tibetan monk <laughs> flying around the corner, raising up from three, no hesitation, drops it, drains it. Look at this. Oh, okay. Oh. Is this Dude, real? That was a good looking Jay right there. That this feels like, I mean, look how I, I, high he jumps on this. Just just really does, quickly. Look, look how high he jumps right here. Yeah, that's he's Dude. a defender. There's That's something about the fact course. that it slows down right before it goes in. The, the there's there's something up with this clip. I'm, that's all I'm gonna say. I had a buddy in college right? from Nepal, and he was a big, <laughs> he was a big time hoops junkie, man. So maybe it's a thing in Nepal. Nepalese people playing ball, man. Rishi shouts to Rishi. <laughs> Shout to the, all all of the Nepalese ball players. This, uh, the, the this uh, clip had the greatest uh, caption I saw. It. Yeah, I mean that that's Malik the last monk. time that guy goes under that screen. That's all yeah, I'm gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> there it is, Trent, yeah, Malik Monk. As it's the been defense called. is very suspect. It does appear that the people watching have no idea what they just witnessed. There's no reaction to this incredible three pointer that. Well, either that or they're so accustomed to this uh, because it's yeah, so uh, true this with such regularity. Tim Connolly is intrigued. <laughs> straight hooper right here, man. This is a I, that guy's got to ice that screen better. He's got to ice that pick and roll. Right Unbelievable. There. And all right, and I've just got one more here. This is not basketball related, but I just feel like if you haven't seen this, you should see this. Um, this is something that's been going on online for some time. Have you seen this before? This is the most bizarre clip that I've ever seen in my life. Uh, a young man holding out berries to an animal. In the, it looks like in the a goat. Looks like a goat coming through. Oh, delicious berries. And then uh, as you look closer, attached to the goat, a small monkey. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you almost don't even notice it. What on yeah. earth is happening? I don't know, Adam. I'm hoping that we can get some explanation here as we uh, we break this down a little bit. Little monkey also uh, wants some berries. Who wouldn't? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, some berries. Man, <laughs> riding the goat. Oh, this is the greatest monkey ever. This is the greatest, this is the greatest goat of all time. This Can is we... this is another viral stunt. That's what this is. This Stage is... social media event. Yeah. yeah. Can we? But can we offer some hypotheses as to what? Like, so you think that there's just somebody that owns both a goat and yeah. a baby monkey that yep. yes. in some internet uh, views? This is okay. like yes. this is right outside Portland, man. Like, this is definitely. <laughs> This is probably like in front of a green screen, to be totally honest. Just in no some way. studio. Oh, you got the pine straw. We could feel this is Oregon, man. I'm telling you. You think this is Oregon? To me, this I'm feels. Uh, I know it is. You know it is. Okay. I'm, well, I'm uh, to so me, this certain. feels like uh, yeah, th this feels uh, European. This feels uh, uh, like it's taking place in a, in a land far off. It feels magical in a way that I can't really describe. I, it feels I'll tell you like what? goats are underrated. Are goats they? Are yeah, goats are, good. Goats are like take. good. Goats are like good animals. They're like they're funny. They have personalities. They they're like they can be pets or you know farm animals. Wow! And then, the, the, big, the biggest I'm revelation. I'm not getting today, a goat as a pet anytime soon. Adam so. Adam Adam Morris, noticed goat guy. I've never she, heard anyone really pine for goats or stump for goats. I, I, you haven't, but I'm telling you now that you know, you'll you'll know that you'll start noticing it more. Goats really I, are. Will cool. I? I know a guy, <laughs> in, know a guy wow. in Golden with a pet goat, and he brings in one. We go drinking. Awesome. Wasn't wow. he, is it an awesome animal? Like yeah, it's they, sick. It's like a it's dog. Like a dog. Honestly, like they almost behave like a dog would behave. You know, just like they have little personalities. They follow you around. Goats, goats are awesome, man. Guys, uh, wow, that just felt so great. It felt like putting on an old glove, didn't it? <laughs> I like the did. <laughs> How is the goat underrated? That's a great comment. Yeah, it is a good point there. Man, yeah. Such a good one. Um, wow, Monday off to a great start, guys. Right, the like, the wow. greatest of starts. Yeah, the greatest of starts. Tomorrow, Ryan Saunders. It's all revealed. The head, the assistant coach with head coaching experience. Yes, it is Ryan Saunders. We'll break all of that down, as well as the NBA Finals. As Eric would really like to discuss. I know he's got some takes to get off his chest. Well, no, I just, I just want to talk about it. Like I've watched these NBA Finals. I've not actually. All I've done is we've talked about it not together. We've shared comments back oh, and forth. Oh, I've got I've a couple of talking people. points lined up, Eric. You just let me know. <laughs> 
Oh, I can't wait. So we'll have, you're not going to want to miss vote. He's going to be on fire. Um, That does it guys. Don't forget Wednesday. We have the bar back open for the avalanche game. You're going to want to be there. This is the Stanley cup finals. It's going to be an all timer. You're going to want to be a part of it. I promise you. Um, and then the draft show, a, a reminder, we're going to be doing the draft, draft day show live, a week by from the Thursday, the NBA draft, draft day live. Um, very excited for that as well. Set your reminders. Goodbye, everybody. Yep.